Win celebrity guided fishing trips on the Bighorn River, destination fishing trips, and much more. Tickets must be purchased in advance by scanning the QR code on posters around town. Sponsorships are available and all proceeds stay local. For more information, call 307-763-6773. So I called my landlord and I said, hey, I got a leak in my sink. He said, go ahead, I'm not judging. Well, the same goes for you fixing up or tuning your own 4 before side-by-side or snow machine. Because you won't do it. And if you do do it, you'll do it wrong. Hendo Service Center has been fixing, tuning up, and selling these machines in Sheridan for decades. And no one else around here can come anywhere close to that. Call them. Get that machine back to being fit. Hendo Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Basketball fans, on Saturday, the Bronk and Lady Bronk basketball teams will be taking on their second Gillette School in as many days, this time on the road, and Sheridan Media will bring you all the live action. The Bronx and Lady Bronx will travel to Thunder Basin to take on the Bolts on Saturday afternoon. We'll have it live for you on 1410 AM and 106.9 FM KWIO, with the girls tipping off first at 3.30 p.m. and the boys to follow. It's Sheridan versus Thunder Basin, Saturday, starting at 3.30 p.m. on 1410 AM, 106.9 FM KWIO. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen. Good morning, LT, and welcome back to the show. Morning, man. You know, uh, usually you and I are having long conversations about the tough winter driving right about now. Now, I'm not complaining, my friend. (laughs) I am not complaining in any way because I've got to make that commute every day. But how has our team been out there on the road? This is uh, like a breath of fresh air or, or what's going on with the guys? Yeah, it's been amazing, man. It's been wonderful. Like I don't I zero complaints. I drove back from Cheyenne on Friday and we ran into snow like 20 miles north of Casper and we're in snow from there all the way to like just this side of Piney Creek. Mm-hmm. And it was some good snow and I had one of my other guys that was following me in his car and we kept kind of talking to each other back and forth and I'm like Man, this is like the first good snow that I've driven in in a while. Yeah, like I don't, I don't even know what this is. This is crazy. <laughs> and uh, thought too from I'm like, man, this is gonna be a while. I called my wife and I'm like, hey, we just ran into a lot of snow. Sounds like it's the rest of the way through to Buffalo, so I'm probably gonna get home late. But people were good. Yeah, like it was late enough at night too. But people were way good. We did. I didn't come across a single vehicle that had slid off, run off the road, crashed, nothing. And you really and expected it because totally it was did. the first totally good snowstorm. I was like, wow, we. Had, like, just legit got some good snow here. This is crazy. and But then once you dropped into Sheridan on Friday, it was not bad at all here in town. Yeah. And uh, I was quite impressed, actually. I'm like, well, this is interesting. But it's been – well, I was thinking, too, I'm like, I bet I did three shows last year on the phone mm-hmm. because of you something going on with the weather, crashes, dealing with things. And we haven't had to do that at all this winter. I know. It's, it's been so nice. It's it's really fantastic. And, yeah, I can remember you were scheduled to be here, and just before the show, you said, we're mm-hmm. going to have to do it by phone, man. And and it's it's okay when you got to do that. I totally yeah. understand. 
But the idea that uh, we haven't had to do that even once this year, and here we are almost halfway through February. I know. It's crazy. It's kind of crazy. It is. I, last year, I remember thinking, oh, I've got public pulse, so we're going to get snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Whenever you was, had the show, we knew it was going to happen. Last year it was, and this year it is, it is amazing. I hope the mountain gets more snow. I mean, just for moisture and stuff, I would love to see the mountain get some more snow. And I'm taking a bunch of kids sledding in a couple weeks, so... I'm hoping the bowl has a bunch of snow here in a couple of weeks so we can go enjoy some sledding time. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i not complaining at all either, buddy. It's been nice. I thought that um, that one big last snow last weekend, I thought for sure that was going to stick around mm-hmm. uh, a lot more than what it did. Yeah. You know, I've got family down in Greeley, Colorado, which is usually, I I would guess, around 10 degrees warmer here on average. And she still has snow down there. <clears throat> My daughter and her mom were sending us pictures of their, their deck uh, on Sunday just before the Super Bowl. Sure Man. enough, they still had three, four inches sitting out there. And me and my wife got clear walkway, clear yeah. deck. It was nice. It's, I've, I've been running out and starting my car in the morning in shorts. Yeah. Like, it's just been, <laughs> I run out and start my car in warm up. Yeah. And I'm in shorts. It's a little chilly, don't get me wrong, but... It's not bitter cold like this is dumb. What are you thinking? Yeah. And it's, man, I'm not complaining at all. We went to Spokane the end of January to go see my mother-in-law. She lives out in that area. And they have way more snow out there than we do here. Really? Blew me away. When I told my mother-in-law that, she's like, no way. You guys always have more snow. Not right now. Do you, I mean, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really am. Those those spring snowstorms that uh, you and I have talked about in the past, and we usually get, you know, I had a, a friend, he works for uh, Union Pacific, and, and he's one of those guys, he's got to be out there, rain, sleet, mm-hmm. sun, it doesn't matter, he's got to go. And he said, you know, I don't start looking forward to the weather until about May. And so I'm thinking about till May, I'm not going to get too optimistic. Uh, no. You know, I know it'll warm up, but I, you never, <laughs> never know when that spring snowstorm is going to come. Not at all. I, I told my guys too. I said March is coming, boys. Don't don't get don't get too excited. March yep. is coming. Yep. So don't. It's yeah. Not over yet. Exactly. We're not out of the woods yet. Now, with all this weather uh, being a, a really unusual year, are the troopers reporting seeing more individuals from out of state taking advantage of this weather and and just jumping in the car and and maybe taking a little vacation this time of year? Not not really. Not seeing a. a any change in traffic patterns to normal this time of year traffic flows. So I, I still think schools and work and vacations, people are still spreading them out. And so I haven't seen anything, any big changes as far as that goes. So it's been pretty much normal other than the fact that this time of year, normal last year was dealing with a bunch of snow and trucks everywhere. And this year's normal is I'm going to go make some traffic stops today. Yeah. So a little different. Now, speaking of schools, uh, you and I frequently talk about the passing of school buses mm-hmm. that have got their lights on. Have we seen a reduction in that this year? Uh, I would love to say yes. <laughs> not not really. Um, I mean, some of them are, I think some of them are still people not quite understanding what the, well, I can tell you, some of them are not people understanding that, hey, look, if it's a four-lane road with a left turn lane, and you're on the far other side of where that school bus is going by, mm-hmm. you still have to stop. Like, yeah. 
that that is still a requirement. So when you're out in front of the college or those houses just before you get to the college south of town, um, and a school bus is stopping on one side of the road, if you're headed out towards the college, you have to stop and wait for that bus to load kids before you can continue going. And so I think there's some of that that people just still are like, man, the bus seems so far away, though. Why do I have to stop? Because that's what the law, that's how the law reads. So yeah. That's what you need to be doing. Um, but even then, like still getting people that just aren't paying attention. And that's usually the biggest comment that I get when I talk to people about it is, man, is there any reason why? Because we have, we get video from the school. Yeah. So we can show them like, hey, this is, this is what it was. And the number of people that say, man, I didn't see it. Like, how do you not see a giant yellow bus? Yeah. Yeah. And that but, stop sign that comes out, yeah. those stop yep. arms, I mean, they come out and project yes, away from the bus. Yes, they do. So just people in their head thinking about other things and getting to work thinking. And that's when I see that, that statement of, I didn't even, didn't even see it. Saw the bus. Didn't even see the lights or anything coming on though. Just saw the bus. And, but I was so much thinking about work. So yeah. people on their way to work, thinking about everything that they have for the day. Be present. Yes. Right. Be we talked present. about that last time. Yeah. Now, um, according to a release by the Wyoming Highway Patrol on February 3rd, the traffic stop uh, would later call for an emergency personnel response close to U.S. 2026 for a barricaded suspect. I put this up as soon as it came in. Mm-hmm. I wanted folks to know what was going on. Uh, what was happening there? What can you tell us? Yeah, so um, a trooper made a traffic stop out on 2026 outside of Casper. Um, After an initial contact with the person, um, the individual has um, what we would consider sovereign citizen beliefs, so a little bit different view of what regulations he's required to have for registration, insurance, driver's license, that kind of stuff, and uh, was unwilling to provide any of that information. Um, Things kind of escalated a little bit with um, him not wanting to get out of the vehicle. And so because of some some statements that were made and some actions that were done, additional people were called out there. Um, And the guy did eventually... Um, surrender to law enforcement was taken into custody and, and taken to jail. So okay. it ended really well. Um, it ended well with him not wanting to do anything um, that would put himself or other people in in extreme danger. So I, I do appreciate that he he did that. But yeah, that was that was the extent of kind of what that stop was, the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, yeah, and pr- and probably the best one. I'm sure we still have uh, uh, a lot of court stuff to go oh, through yeah. on that. Yeah, lots of stuff to still go through. Now, um, when it comes to that type of situation, I want um, you and I will talk about uh, career path in the next mm-hmm. part. But what do we have as far as a tactical team on the Wyoming Highway Patrol? I mean, I'm sure you don't have the typical SWAT that a lot of people have seen in, in other media. Yeah. But uh, do you have a tactical type of team? So we, we do. It's called the, um, it used to be called the Special Service Squad for years. Last month, they actually just changed the name to the SRT team or Special Response Team. Um, predominantly, what that unit is used for is for riot and protest control. So okay. they were just, there was a, a little demonstration at the Capitol yesterday. And so we sent a few of the guys from that team to the Capitol. Um, and they hung out at the Capitol 
the governor was giving his state of the state address. Um, so we had some of those guys down there already anyway. Um, so they just kind of hung out at the Capitol, made sure that the, the protest stayed um, amicable and was peaceful. And from every report that I got from, I had a guy that went down there and talked to him and he said, no, it was very uneventful. The, the protesters made their statements um, and then everybody kind of just filtered away. So um, it went well. So glad that the people got to come in and demonstrate, right? That's the, the beauty of the nation that we live in is we have the ability to do that, right? So good for you for coming in and doing that. Thank you for being um, professional and and polite in, in what you were doing. And I mean, I use that word loosely, but still, yeah. there, was no, there was no violence. There was nothing that was um, degrading to them. They didn't do anything to make themselves look bad. Which I appreciate that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, if you're going to have a protest, yeah. have a peaceful protest. Yeah. Yep. So they did well, um, but that's predominantly what that team is utilized for: is that riot control, the showing up when there's protest, hanging out in the back, and uh, uh, making sure that things are just handled well. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, that all ended very peacefully. Yes. That's the way a protest is supposed to be. And we're going to have more with our Wyoming Highway Patrol right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Brace yourself for some unbelievable financing news from wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on new 2023 and 24 Chevy half-ton Silverados with approved credit from GM Financial. From LTs to Trail Boss up to High Country, Waring's has 16 Silverados on the lot that qualify now. Don't miss out on your chance to experience the Waring way of buying a vehicle. WaringSheridan.com. Great news. The oil change special at Midas has gone over so well, it's been extended through the end of February. Buy one oil change, get a second one free to use by March. A perfect deal to share with a family member. With the oil change, Midas gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any problems. If you need further repairs, you can save 50 bucks off a purchase of 400 or more with a new Midas credit card application plus six months, 0% interest. Keeping you safely on the road while saving you money. Midas Tire and Auto and Sheridan. You've earned the right to relax. Now find the comfort you deserve during the Lazy Boy President's Day sale at Carol's Furniture. Sofa starting at $13.49, a large selection of recliners starting at just $5.29. Power and temper upgrades are available on select styles. Apply for credit at carolsfurniture.com and get instant results. Spend less, relax more during the Lazy Boy President's Day sale at Carol's Furniture. 340 North Main in downtown Sheridan and on social media. The following message is presented by Century21BHJ.com. Sheridan County Sportsman's Association Gun Club is hosting an NRA basic pistol class. This class meets the requirements for a Wyoming concealed carry permit. February 17th, 22 caliber pistols and ammunition will be provided or bring your own. Register at NRA Courses website or call or text Sheila at 307-752-5331. That's 307-752-5331. And welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am speaking with Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen. Now, 
Uh, I promised we'd get to it. So, LT, how are the staffing numbers for the patrol right now in, in the current state? We're, we're getting better, but it's still very low. Um, we still have a lot of vacancies. We still have quite a few vacancies. So um, we're doing a lot of stuff, though. We've actually, um, it, it's so, we're, we're needing to fill positions so badly that we've actually even taken a trooper off of the road, and his job is recruiting. Oh, wow. He is a full-time recruiter now for the agency. Um, and, and our administrator, which I, I totally agree with, that we've got to do a better job of getting our message out of this is who we are, this is what we're about, this is this is why you should come work for us, and uh, we need somebody doing that all the time. So um, his name's Anthony Landers. He was a trooper over in the Warland, um, Grable area. He still gets to live over there, so we didn't make him move. Um, so Anthony still gets to live over in that area, but he is traveling all over the state, um, down to Cheyenne, going to all sorts of stuff, sharing our message, um, doing he's look he put billboards up over by Pinedale because Pinedale area was a trooper and a lieutenant and that was it That's, wow that that division had pretty much gotten dismantled so um, just those two guys so he worked with getting billboards so we now have hiring billboards around the Farson area and the Pinedale area trying to let people know that hey we're hiring so um, Anthony's doing a great job being very very busy he told me the other day um in three days he made 140 phone calls oh so wow that's incredible yeah right? like that's i couldn't imagine that like i feel like i get a lot of phone calls that's, <laughs> yeah, that's on the phone that's a bunch. all but day long he's just anybody that sent anything in that is like hey this is kind of interesting he's reaching out hey this is me let me tell you about us so anthony's doing a great job so how does one join the team uh, are there prerequisites that we need? So you got to be 21 years old. So that's first and foremost, you got to be 21 years old. That's a federal requirement to carry a firearm as a law enforcement officer. So 21 years old, um, college is a college or military is going to benefit you. So if you have prior military service, we're going to give you what we consider like hiring points for prior military. If you have a bachelor's degree, we're going to give you some hiring points for having a bachelor's degree. So those are those are two good things to have. So for a high school kid that may be listening to this or mom and dad who had their kids say, hey, law enforcement seems like maybe something I'd want to do. Those are the two avenues that I'm going to tell you to get them into is either college or um, military. I went the military route. That was That's how I got into this. Um, our structure is very similar to military. So I think you and I have talked about this yeah. numerous times. So that that fits, it flows well, it's an easy transition. But to for somebody to come in to us, that, that prerequisite there, be 21 years old, um, no recent felonies, obviously, right? Um, no recent um, drug charges, no recent drug use. Um, and when I say recent, it's gotta be over a year for some drugs and over five years for others. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so if you were somebody that liked to use the hard stuff back in the day, um, it might be five years from the time that you got clean before we would look at hiring you for that. So, um, and then it's a simple, go online, Google Wyoming Highway Patrol. You click on our website. Uh, it's, I think it's whp.wyo.gov. And you click on our website and there's going to be a banner right there that just says become a state trooper. So uh, really simple. If you're local here, come find me. 
uh, it's not hard to find me. Uh, you can go down to the Whiteout office in Sheridan, right there off of Brundage Lane, or come out to the Port of Entry. That's where my office is, is at the Port of Entry. And come talk to myself or one of the other troopers, and we will get you hooked up with Anthony and get you moving in that direction. So um, it is a process. There are definitely some some background stuff that has to be done. There's a pretty lengthy interview process that takes place, um, a physical fitness testing that you have to do. There's a psyche valve that you have to do. We do um, something that's called eye detect. It's similar to a polygraph, okay. but it looks at your eyes, and it watches eye movement. It's really, really cool. Interesting. Yeah. It's really neat. So you do a lot of that stuff leading up to. We do testing twice a year, but because of us being so shorthanded, we are on a case-by-case basis doing one-off testing for one or two people. Oh, wow. So if someone so comes in there, they don't have to wait for in, a testing schedule. Correct. If it's one of those, so what would it would be is there would be um, a conversation with that trooper or myself from Anthony that would say, hey, so this guy's been calling me. What are your thoughts on us doing a one-off testing for this individual? Is this somebody that fits within that criteria of, yeah, we should probably try and get this guy in and see if we can't get him hired. Um, We have that conversation. We have that conversation with our staff, and they say, yep, let's make it happen. So we can do some one-off testing. Because it can be difficult, like you put in for a job because you're needing a job, and I tell you, well, that's cool, but we don't test again until – the end of March. Yeah. So you got another two months to wait. I need a job, man. Yeah. So we can do that a little quicker. That's fantastic. Once, once I'm hired, am I sent to Douglas like uh, other law enforcement or do you guys have something else that you send as far as training? Nope. So we do our own, we do our own in-house training. So we have been certified by post. We have our own Academy down in Cheyenne. Oh, fascinating. So we, we utilize, um, LCCC. Mm-hmm. And we have a relationship with LCCC in Cheyenne. So we utilize their dorms. We utilize their cafeteria. Um, and then we have our own training space at LCCC that we do our own academy in. Just a quick question, and maybe you don't even know the answer to this, but why the separation from the, the Wyoming Law Enforcement Academy to the Wyoming Highway Patrol Academy? So what really started that was space. We needed to get PDs and SOs needed the academy space to get their people trained up at WLEA. And we were trying to push classes of 18 troopers. Oh, wow. That's half of a whole um, WLEA class. So that's really difficult to do. So we would be having to try and rotate people through all three different sessions at Douglas when we could just do our own and do everybody all at once. So that's really where this kind of started to go was just, just logistically it made more sense for us to do that because we could get everybody through at once. And so once I'm done with my education through the Wyoming Highway Patrol, uh, let's talk about some of the career paths that you can actually take. Are there detectives in the WHP? So we just started that, um, and we have a guy that is here in Sheridan, actually. Um, He worked with DCI for a while. And it's something that our uh, our staff has been looking at doing is creating some field investigator positions that are more of a, de- a detective type position. Um, so we have one up here uh, in Sheridan right now. Interesting. And so Kelly's doing that right now and doing a good job. Um, it's very new. So, I mean, we are still 
feeling the growing pains of what is this exactly going to look like? What are all the different jobs? That when you? should I call yeah. this detective? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're, we're playing with that a lot, trying to figure that out. And, uh, but it started. So the ultimate goal is to have one in every district. So there would be five detectives across the state for the highway patrol. That is really interesting. Before they had this detective career path, was it the lieutenants and the officers, the mm-hmm. seniors, who would go through and investigate anything that needed that type of detection? Well, and it was it would honestly be that guy like, hey, you've got six months on the road, buddy. We're going to help you through it, but this is your investigation. Oh, wow. And okay. so it was like you took it all as a troop. It was your your baby from start to finish. That's so. kind of nice, though. I mean, I, yeah, you kind of lose maybe some years of experience Absolutely. as far as detecting. But I like the idea that my every one of my troopers mm-hmm. I know is a detective in their own way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so they, that I mean, that was the highway patrol I grew up in was that. It's it's yours from start to finish. We always say you catch it, you clean it. Like that yeah. was that was it <laughs> yep. from start to finish. It was your baby. So now, that's how, uh, we, how we did it. And what mainly do those investigations involve? Is that mostly Rex? How did uh, we end up? here uh you know off the side of the road how did this wreck happen when we drove up you find this big mess and i need to break down what occurred or is it like drugs coming in through our borders things like that so it's it's much more of the the drug side of the house and follow up so we have a crash team we have a collision reconstruction team that's one of the other hats that i wear so on top of being the the supervisor up here in the state I oversee for the entire state of Wyoming. I'm the crash team commander. So we have a group of guys across the state of Wyoming that they do the really detailed investigations of the big pileups. They yeah. investigate the the fatal crashes. They do all of that stuff. So um, that's a separate team apart from these investigators. These the, the detectives, the investigators, they're doing follow-up to drug trafficking. They're doing follow-up to sex trafficking, to labor trafficking. So... That's really where they're focused on taking advantage of the connections that they have with other entities like DCI, with uh, Montana Highway Patrol and who they have for investigators, South Dakota Highway Patrol, working with them and building patterns and and seeing where people are moving across the state, how they're moving across the nation, what are are those trends, and then um, taking a lot of that weight off of that initial trooper when that trooper stops his car and is like, man, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff in here that I don't know what it is. Could be people that are running across the state scamming credit card systems. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly would come in and work with those other law enforcement agencies, PDs and SOs that have been dealing with this same group of people that are doing that and say, hey, this is what we found in the vehicle. This is this is tracking their their movements, reaching out to other law enforcement agencies and saying, hey, you might want to check with your local businesses because they came through this area doing that kind of follow-up work. And and so much more time devoted to those exactly. deep investigations that could cross those borders nationwide. Yep. Yep. That is in- interesting that we are just kind of getting to that point. Yep. Uh, now, I do know that there's, uh, we talked about the, the tactical team, mm-hmm. but there's also the honor of protecting the governor. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. The governor's security detail are our own Wyoming Highway Patrol officers. That is correct. Yeah. So we call it the executive protection detail or EPD. And we have a group right now, I think fully staffed. That group is eight or 10. 
Um, and they follow the governor everywhere they go. They go ahead of the governor to set up security for an event. They they are with him everywhere he goes across the world. So they've been they've been all over the world. Literally, they were in a foreign continent not that long ago. I, I don't know if the governor wants us <laughs> to know that he <laughs> yeah. was in a different continent. So I'm not going to say where he went. But yeah, they were. They were all over the place, so they go everywhere he goes. That is fascinating. Is that a volunteer or a chosen team? So that's a chosen team. You have to apply for it, and then there's an interview process and a, an additional background check. And Absolutely. More to go into that because of just the, the sensitive nature of the job. So there's a lot you could do in the Wyoming Highway Patrol. And, uh, folks, they need the help. If you're looking for a job, you meet that criteria. I'd say jump in there and become an HP. Uh LT, I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's always a pleasure seeing you. And we got to talk about something else outside of the weather. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. (laughs) All right. When we come back, I'm going to speak with CHAPS Equine Assisted Services. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Moss Holders is offering huge door busters this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Select recliners are just $345. Get a queen storage bed for only $495. Sofa start at $545 or choose a large sectional for only $1095. All non-door busters are on sale too. Whether you find your favorite piece in stock or need to special order, every single purchase is on sale this President's Day weekend. That's Moss Holders President's Day sale this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Bates team at Best. I just wanted to take the first second of this ad to ask, how's it going? If you haven't already been told so, I hope you have an awesome day. And if you already heard this, maybe go say have a great day to someone else. This is the attitude of our real estate team, and at the very least, it's a change of pace from what you've heard so far today. This is also part of our identity and service at Best. You don't want a salesman working for you. You want a professional, but also a person that'll look out for your best interests in real estate. If this is what you hope for from your agent, give us a call at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net today. Proudly brokered by EXP. This is the captain at Captain Clean. Did you know your carpet acts like a giant air filter, collecting allergens, bacteria, and all sorts of other treasures? Let our experts at Captain Clean prolong the life of your carpet, protect your indoor air quality, and make your carpet proud to call itself carpet again. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726, and schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, affordable choices for healthy living. We clean more for you. We've got 
sweet deals on InsuredMedia.com and our online auction. Tons of dining and entertainment. We've got gift cards so you can buy things for home, yard equipment. How about a gas oven? Gift cards from our retail stores on Main Street. Dog grooming certificates. The auction's on through February 15th. So you can browse, bid, browse some more. Check it all out. Sweet deals. Online auction on now. Sharedamedia.com. Welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting for the second part of our show this morning. I am honored to be joined by CHAPS Equine Assisted Services Executive Director, Kristen Marcus. Good morning and welcome back to the show. Good morning. I don't have you on here near enough, my friend. I know, I know. We need to We need to that. get you on here <laughs> a lot more. Uh, how have you been? Been doing really well. Really well. We've been staying really busy this winter, and uh, we've got two weeks till our opening day for the season. Now, when it comes to winter, do you guys ever slow down because of the weather, and so now you're able to take advantage of this great uh, sun we've got? I mean, I would really like to say that we were slowing down. We used to, um, but then, you know, we still have to pay the bills in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. So we built a new program um, in 2017, so it's not noon anymore, but... Um, it's an equine assisted learning program and we have two programs specialized that come out of it, Pony Pals and Patriot Pony. And so what we do is we take our two Shetland ponies on the road and we travel with them and they walk right in the front doors of the facilities that we work with. So right now we go to the Veterans Home of Wyoming over in Buffalo and the Skilled Nursing Facility. They just opened, which is really exciting. So we get them too. And then um, we also go to Greenhouse Living for Sheridan right now. That's great. You know, and I've had the uh, privilege of being out at the Veterans Home with you when you brought that pony in. That was when we were brand new. Oh, and those vets, man, their faces lit up because you just walked that pony right into the building. Yep. They didn't even know how to react. It was absolutely <laughs> great to see. But they spent a lot of time there, yeah. too. It's not like you were in and out. I mean, you were there for quite some time. Oh, yeah. We spent usually around uh, 40 minutes at each facility um, over in Buffalo right now. It used to be an hour, but... Um, we don't have enough veterans now to ma to maintain an hour, and mm. so it was really great that the skilled nursing called us and said, hey, we've got some guys over in this house, and they would really like to see you too. And fun fact, our oldest client this year is 103 at the skilled nursing facility. <laughs> well, congratulations right? to them. He just had his birthday, so that was pretty exciting that we could say that we serve from four years old all the way up to 103. Whole life. Right? A whole life. So for those who don't know, Let's break it down. Who are CHAPS and what do you do? So CHAPS Equine Assisted Services is um, a program just outside of Sheridan here. We connect horses and humans so that humans can learn, grow, and heal. That's the very basic premise of what we do. But we offer a mental health program. Um, we offer the equine assisted learning, like I just said. Not only do we do the veterans and greenhouse with that program, but in the fall, we also go to the child development center and we work with those children with learning disabilities. And then this spring, we're really excited because we get to have the Sheridan High School Junior High uh, Special Ed classroom coming out Fantastic. to CHAPS. And they're going to do an EAL class working on math this for the first nine weeks. So we're pretty excited about that. And then we also offer adaptive writing, which used to be called therapeutic writing and adaptive carriage driving. And so between those four programs, and we have specializations in between all of those and whatnot, but 
we keep really busy and it's really exciting because we are a service that is very unique. We can serve pretty much any age level, as you saw, four to 103, but we serve a lot of different demographics. Obviously with the pre-K children with learning disabilities, we serve at-risk youth, youth living with disabilities, adults living with disabilities, veterans, law enforcement, EMS, frontline medical professionals, um, and then our aged community members. So it's, it's a wide variety, but we also serve a wide variety of diagnoses. Yeah. So from ADD to suicidal ideation and everything in between, including muscular dystrophy and multiple sclerosis or um, genetic disorders or um, traumatic brain injury, that kind of thing. So we're pretty excited um, that we are able to serve our community in such a unique but also such a fun way. Kristen, when was the first time that you approached a horse and you remembered that connection my father his entire life it's been about horses um he's he's getting up there and he we said what do you want on on the bucket list and my dad told a lot of his his stepkids you know i want one more horse one more wild pony and and he got it and he got her in november and they're already riding around Oh, wow, that's amazing. And my dad's just really great with horses. And so I, I grew up around them, and they have a different feel than any other animal I've ever had contact with. I don't have horses. Um, but somebody once told me that horses remember every battle and that their lineage has ever been in, and so they're great to help people through trauma. Mm. I've never heard that one, but that's really cool. Um, I can tell you one of the reasons why horses are such an amazing animal for us and they feel different. So in 2017, HeartMath did a study on the horse's heart and how it could literally physiologically um, affect a human's heart. So they found that they had an electromagnetic field around their heart that extends 50 feet beyond the body. My gosh. So imagine how powerful it is right around the heart, right? So in order to extend 50 feet. But if you look out at a horse herd, um, and even if you go out on the BLM um, herd management areas and watch those, they usually stay within 50 feet of one another because that's where those fields can still touch. And then they've usually got somebody who's watching for danger, right? And you've seen in the movies and on the, in, in the prairie and whatnot where if there's danger, almost instantaneously the whole herd is on alert, right? Well, that's because that, fe- that, that signal, that you know, warning signal goes through that electromagnetic field so quickly and it'll go through the herd just almost instantaneously. It's really cool. And we can actually gauge that now. We can we can see that happening. Yeah, they put they put some kind of machine on it. I'm not that into science. I mean, I'm really into science, but I don't know what the machine is. Anyway, right. so they were able to read this electromagnetic field up to 50 feet away from the body of the horse. What they also found is that humans have this electromagnetic field around our bodies, but ours is only four to six feet, and it depends on if you're introverted or extroverted. Wow. So usually extroverts are about six feet because they're okay with putting themselves out there, right? And introverts are a little closer to home. But what they did find in the study is that when we get within our four to six feet of the horse's heart, their field is so powerful that it can overtake ours, which means 
that it will literally lower our heart rate and our respiratory rate just by being in proximity of the horse. Now, it doesn't happen automatically. You have to be open to it because we still have control over our breathing and our heart rate, right? You know, through our head Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But if you're open to it, the horse can physiologically regulate your heart rate and your respiratory rate, which then decreases symptoms of depression, decreases symptoms of anxiety, and makes you feel more present and calm. That is absolutely, Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. They're incredible animals. And that's real. I guess, you know, like as a kid, that's that's really why, like, approaching a horse. Uh, and, and like you said, it's not it's not everyone. But when I approach a horse, it's a very calm, you know, controlled manner. Yeah. And, wow, that is fascinating to hear that we can actually gauge that now. And we've learned this Science is why is they're able to so do it. coming so far. So, and, and I got sidetracked. You'll have to excuse me. But... <laughs> How old were you when that first happened that you can remember? Oh, gosh, um, probably around five. I mean, I've been I've got pictures of me as a just a teeny tiny baby on a horse with my mother. So um, I've been around horses. And in fact, she was riding with me when I was she was pregnant. So um, I've been around horses for forever. Um, but I do remember <laughs> when I was about seven, I told daddy that I wanted to ride on my own. I was tired of him having to, you know, I was tired of waiting on his timetable because he worked two jobs and that kind of thing. And I was like, I'm big enough. I can do it myself. He said, all right, if you can catch your horse, I'll teach you how to ride by yourself. Well, this mare that we had, her name was May. She was an old Girl Scout horse that came off a National Center West that grew up in tent sleep. And he bought her at the disbursement sale for us kids. And she was notoriously hard to catch. And I mean, really hard to catch. (laughs) So I went out and... 10 acres, I chased her around for hours. And I remember standing in the middle of the field and I'm just crying, I'm so mad. And I stomped my foot and I was like, may you get over here. And I must've cried myself to sleep in the middle of the field. I had a big can of oats and a halter with me. And the next thing I remember is her nosing into my oats. Yeah. So I got up, I put the halter on her and I hauled her back to the house and said, daddy, I caught my horse. (laughs) And I, I think I was about seven. That is a great so, story. Yep. So he taught me how to ride on my own and um, bareback because I wasn't tall enough to get the saddle cinch tight enough. So I've been on a horse ever since. Yeah. I mean, essentially your whole life. Yes. Now, what what got you into doing what you do at Champs? What started that for you? Uh, my daughter, actually. My daughter was born with cerebral palsy. And um, we, I mean, it's scary, right? Because yeah. they told us she'd probably never walk. She'd probably never talk. She would, you know, be a a dependent all of her life. And I I was like, no, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen to my kid. So we had her in occupational and physical therapy and speech therapy by the time she was seven months old. We found out when she was six months old that she'd had it. And then um, by the time she was nine months old, she was riding on a horse with me. And then when she was two, we found a therapeutic riding center in Oklahoma where we lived. And they got her in and started working with her. And then when we were four, she moved, we moved to Texas and she wasn't in a therapeutic riding center there, but she got into a riding program. And let me tell you what, my kid graduated mainstream high school from Sheridan high school. She was in the drama club and did all of the productions while she was there in the high school. She now has a job working full time with benefits over in Grable and she drives her own car. She's taking care of all of her own bills and she's got a boyfriend so i mean 
she she was also a second lieutenant in the Civil Air Patrol in our local squadron. Oh, wow. So she's come a long way, but I honestly attribute a lot of that is to the horses because one, you know, when you ride a horse, it makes those muscles work. She had to have Botox in her left leg seven times. She had to have Botox in her left arm four times and in her hand three times. And that was because of the tension in those muscles because with when you look at her MRI, the upper right quadrant is nothing but fluid. There's nothing there. It killed that whole quadrant of her brain. So she had to literally rewire her entire brain for emotional control. That still can be a little out of control. But for the most part, she's doing pretty good. Um, But her left ring finger and middle finger are absolutely useless to her. She cannot do hardly anything with them. When she points with her left hand, it's with her pinky. But she can pick up a penny with her uh, forefinger and thumb. So, you know, those little things. But for the walking and the running... The horse, totally the horse. Because when she first started to walk, she drug her left toe. She couldn't pick those toes up. Yeah. And she fell so many times. It was heartbreaking to see her with a black eye or a scrape or, you know, have her fall because she was so excited to get somewhere. And then all of a sudden, poof, she's on her face. Um, And after she started riding, that didn't happen anymore. Between the Botox and the riding, she was able to use those muscles. And it changed her life. Absolutely. And so you were like, you know what? There it is. That's what I want to do. I ended up doing my master's thesis as a case study on a little girl with an anxiety disorder called selective mutism. And we put her on one of my personal horses for nine months. She'd been um, mute outside of the home for a total of 13 months and mute inside of the home for a total of eight. And we put her through this study. I talked to her psychologist. I talked to her family. She had to keep a journal for me talked to our brothers and sisters and all that kind of thing. And we ended up going through this study. She loved that horse. He was safe. Her favorite thing to do was ballet moves on his back. And wow, we ended this study in, let's see, it was ended in June. And in around August, her mom called me and said she talked. She said her first word was spud. And that was the name of the horse she'd been riding. And I just couldn't help myself. In fact, I might get choked up now. Um, You know, how cool is that for she rode for 13 months with us? And her first word was spud. He was such a great horse. He was a 31-year-old quarter horse. Just amazing. Three weeks later, she was singing in her church choir. I mean, how do you not get involved with something where you can see that? That is, I mean, I can't think of any other. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Right. But in just over a year, that kind of progress, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. So how do we fund this? Uh, what is the primary fundraiser? Is it the, the, the Tournament of Nights? That it you is, guys do? yep. And so, we've got a while till that kicks off, uh, July 27th. Yes, yes, up at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds. We're really excited to bring the Knights of Valor back. Um, they were absolutely incredible and did such a good job for us. They're going to do night school, (laughs) K-N-I-G-H-T, night school, uh, in the middle of the afternoon for us. But then they're also going to do a full contact joust where they literally could come off of their horses. Oh, yeah. These are called the nasty sticks, right? But they're also going to be in the photo booth, um, taking photos with anybody who wants to get photos with the knights. And they're going to be at the Queen's Feast. We're able to resurrect that this year, which is really exciting. 
and we've already got 17 vendors signed up to be at our medieval market. Oh, how cool. And one of them, this is really exciting, is a mobile escape room where you get to be Merlin's apprentice. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Are there other uh, fundraisers that you have throughout the year, or is that primarily the big one? It's our primary fundraiser. I mean, occasionally we will put out, ask for, like, such Giving Tuesday, Wild Gives, those yeah. type of things. But as far as events, this one literally takes 10 months to plan. Wow. So our entire year is taken up planning this. It has grown from a 30-minute show to a 90-minute show, but now we've got the medieval market. Now we've got the photo booth. We've got demonstrations. We're hoping to have a forge there this year. There's a gentleman over in Buffalo who builds armor, oh, literally. Yeah. And then um, we're, like I said, the escape room, and we'll have some archery we're hoping to have a medieval pinball machine so it's all wood and there's no actual mechanics but it's really cool but then we add games for the kids every year so it's a fun full family event we'll have the dunk tank back we have some ground fighters coming out of south dakota and for the queen's dinner we're hoping we're going to be able to actually learn a medieval reel and dance Oh, that'd be fun. Right? So, yeah, we're really excited about it. It's it's grown a lot, and we're hoping that next year maybe we can make it a two-day event. Oh, that would be great. Like, just a, a Renaissance festival would be yeah. fantastic, especially we run such a great program. Now, I know you've got a lot of volunteers that help you out, and I'm running out of time with you, but what I want to talk about is how does someone volunteer to help you? If, if they're like, you know what, I want to be part of this program. Um, so we have a volunteer application and our handbooks on our website. You go to chapswyo.org and then go to the volunteer page. Scroll down towards the bottom. We have the handbooks that will tell you the job descriptions of everything that we need. And then the application is right there. It's all online, so it's fairly easy. We do have volunteer trainings coming up next week, which is really exciting. So January, or sorry, February 19th at 1 p.m., February 21st at 10 a.m. and then February 24th at 11. Now, uh, I've got about one minute. If I'm a parent and I'm like, you know, I think my child would benefit from working with you, what do I need to do? We have our application right there on the homepage. So if you have a child, there's a youth and adult application. If there's a veteran out there who's listening and they want to come and take part, in any of the programs, then there's a veteran application on our website as well. Or they can give us a call. Uh, we're there at 307-673-6161, and we'd be happy to talk you through the whole process. You know, you do so much great work with people. And, and the idea that we can now, uh, you know, it's just science has finally caught up. Yes. Where we can, we can take a step back and we can say, look at the gauges look at the actual tangible evidence that this is taking place right here. It's so exciting right now to be able to, especially on my grants, you know, be able to write all of these quotes from these great research articles. And I honestly think that that's helped me get a lot of the, my bigger grants. That's a good thing. I love it. I'd love to see you guys uh, go on for the next hundred years. Kristen, oh, please, Jesus. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We got to have you on more. I love having you. Absolutely. Thank you, Floyd. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. It's shared. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. 
At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Brace yourself for some unbelievable financing news from wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on new 2023 and 24 Chevy half-ton Silverados with approved credit from GM Financial. From LTs to Trail Boss up to High Country, Waring's has 16 Silverados on the lot that qualify now. Don't miss out on your chance to experience the Waring way of buying a vehicle. WaringSheridan.com Wake up and smell the coffee lovers. McDonald's in Sheridan Buffalo and Gillette are bringing back the McCafe menu magic delightful espresso drinks and coffees whether you crave the warmth of a hot cappuccino or caramel cappuccino mochas lattes iced coffees and more you can order your McCafe coffee right from the McDonald's app using mobile order and pay for a quick pickup your mornings just got a whole lot better with McDonald's McCafe because hey good day start with a great cup of coffee it's back. Enjoy an interactive evening of roarsome fun for the whole family as Dinosaur World Live takes to the Y.O. Theater stage Friday, February 23rd. Dinosaur World Live helps discover the prehistoric world of dinosaurs through masterful puppetry with special guests including Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, Giraffe Titan, and others. Dinosaur World Live at the Y.O. Theater, 6.30 p.m. Friday, February 23rd. Get your tickets now at the Y.O. Box Office or online at Y.O. It's time for the annual Albert J. Goldwater FFA alumni rolling into the Barn Bash fundraiser. Saturday, February 24th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. The night includes dinner, online auction, live auction, and music by Exit 53 of Hardin, Montana. Proceeds fund local FFA scholarships and travel expenses. Sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank and Trust, True Built Builders, Wearing Chevrolet, ERA Carroll Realty, Handos, and C&B Operations and Rain. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, there was a big game, if you will, that was played a little bit earlier this week. Some would probably call it Super. Yeah, that game, we're going to recap the whole thing from commercials to the halftime show to the game itself. We're going to go through everything, and that's pretty much it, because what else is going on? Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, big game wrap up, wherever you get your podcasts or on sharedmedia.com.